Welcome to Mom Guild is BS with Jess. That's me, Jess Capacia, your host. This podcast is for my fierce mamas to come escape from the kids while indulging in some real talk about what it means to be a woman and mom. Ever find yourself overwhelmed, worn out, anxious, uncertain, or even depressed? Do you give 110% to your family and find it difficult to carve out time for yourself? Queen, me too. I see you and feel you. Don't worry though, you've come to the right place. Through my own crazy ass journey, I hope provide insight, inspiration, and education so you can start living a life fueled by what sets your soul on fire. So if you are ready, Let's start straightening that crown one episode at a time to become that queen that lives a life for you to be the best for your family. Can't wait for you to join me on this journey. Let's go. Welcome back, fierce mamas. And to those who are joining for the first time, I am so thrilled you're here. Today, we are going to discuss comparison. It's a topic that I feel a lot of us can relate to, and it actually plays a huge role in our lives. And again, it's one of those that starts from the very beginning as a child and manifests or grows into adulthood. So, Comparison is actually something that we all innately do or we all kind of need to have direction in our life or give us a idea of where we stand or a benchmark of how we're doing in life. So it's necessary to grow and succeed. But on the flip side of that is it can be detrimental or when a person bases all of their decisions off of comparison or constantly looking at others to decide their own value. That's where it can become self-limiting and actually do a lot of harm in how we make our own life decisions and view ourselves. So we are first going to start the conversation off about how comparison starts in childhood and give you some examples of how it it happened in my own. And again, this is just a reference. It's not saying my parents are bad humans or anything like that. It's just to give you a real life example of how it can be perceived as a child and how that can play out later in life. And then I'm going to discuss as adults, we use comparison all the time and how that can be very detrimental to us and what we can do to kind of try to break this habit. So I find this a lot in the women that I coach. Um, Sometimes they don't even realize that comparison leads to this negative self-talk or um, loss of self-worth. And that's actually what's holding them back when they may blame it on a lot of other things. Let's start as a child. I try very hard as a mom to be so aware of how I speak and use comparison. Comparison between my two children but also comparison between 
my children and other children or my children and what this perceived idea of how they should succeed in life with social media and social expectations. I am very aware of it because in my own life, I can see looking back how it definitely had a direct impact on how I viewed myself. Obviously, as I grew up and started really understanding who I was and building confidence in myself, I was able to see that that was just me living out the comparison and not really being true to myself. So I'll start with an example. As you know, JMO, my twin sister and I, we are a lot alike in many ways, but definitely some distinct differences when it comes to personality traits in certain areas of life. So for example, I am just not a morning person, y'all. Like still to this day, I need at least, mm, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes before I want anybody to even talk to me. Like if I talk to you, that's fine, but I just need my space. I don't want to be bothered. Once I'm awake and moving, ready to go, fine. I'm, I'm great. I can handle people. I just am not a morning person where my sister will wake up ready to go, so happy, so bubbly, and that's who she is. So as you can imagine, my mother having to wake us up in the morning, I was a nightmare and Jamo was ready to go. And I'm sure I gave my mom a lot of hell and stress and she probably wanted to strangle me at times because I just wasn't easy to deal with. Ironically, my youngest is a lot like this and I can relate to her, and now I'm aware of how my mom must felt. But anyways, she used to say, though, Jema is like my sunshine in the morning, and Jess is like my thunderstorm. Now, you guys, obviously, she was saying this in the context of to be funny or to give the, the idea of this drastic difference. But as a child, hearing this over and over, like, Jema's the sunshine. Why can't you be like her? She's more bubbly. Can't you just go with the flow? Remember, I had this underlying anxiety, too. So, no, I couldn't do that. I was stressed out, worried about being late for the school bus, all of those things. So no, I just couldn't do it. I was definitely a thunderstorm. What I'm trying to get at here is when you constantly hear that, what happens is that child takes on that role. For me, it was like, yeah, well, I guess I'm the thunderstorm. I clearly can see that and I'm not the sunshine. So I was like, well, must embrace it. Here I come. Here comes the thunder, <laughs> right? Another example is comparing your children to another child with their athletic ability. If it's used to like be inspired by or work towards or use it as, wow, look at that person playing football. They're so amazing. You could be that good one day, but you can't use the comparison in a negative or a punishment because then it becomes a negative self-talk to the child. So the child, if you're like, well, you're never going to be that good. If you don't practice hard enough, you're not even close to that person. You better practice more because you definitely can't dribble like that person can dribble. You can't shoot the basketball like that person can shoot. That way is what sets up a child for this, I'm just never going to be good enough type of mentality. And that never good enough mentality leads to insecurity and those insecurities lead to the habit of comparison. And that's how the vicious circle is created or the vicious habit is created sometimes without us even knowing. You definitely have to understand that even though your intention behind it may be not to obviously scar your child or make them think less of themselves, you think you're helping them. But what happens is that habit of negative self-talk or comparison they grow up with. And then they start to use it in all aspects of their lives, and they start to create their own benchmark 
but the benchmark is jaded by this negativity. They have set their bar so low on who they are because they feel like they're not going to ever get there. Again, nobody's perfect. I'd find myself still doing this to my kids and being like, don't say those things. It's a natural kind of thing. I, I think because we all grew up like that too. Our parents aren't perfect where we say things and we don't realize. So it's just bringing awareness to how we talk to our children. We have to remember too that the seed isn't always planted by the parents. Oftentimes, the realization of comparison in childhood starts in elementary school. So we can go further into that and discuss how when the kids start school, they are confronted with other children who are concrete thinkers and are going to call out differences they see. Sometimes it's not ill-intended. Other times, you know, kids can just be rude. But most of the time, it's because they're concrete thinkers. They see things very black and white. This is how it is. This is what it looks like. And they just say what's on their mind. But it does definitely plant that seed to the child and how they view themselves and others and whether they're different and why are they different. And so it's very important as a parent to know that this is going on. And if it's not addressed early, which at the end of this, when I give my tips on how as an adult to kind of handle dealing with your own comparison to others, I will give some tips on how as a parent, how I personally have tried to address some of these issues that have come up with my children. So if you don't address it, then they're aware that something's different. And they ultimately will try to avoid at all costs being different than their peers. That means they will sometimes change the way they look, the way they act, what they're interested in, just to kind of not be called out. Nobody wants to be called out as being different. This fear of being called out or being different or being compared follows into the teenage years. And as we know, teenage years, we really start to compare ourselves to our peers. Um, We want to all look the same. We all want to fit in. And it's just that time in our lives where that group setting or being part of a group is so important. And what that means to the teenager is do whatever you can, take all necessary actions to fit in. And they will do anything. They will try to look alike, sound alike, be involved in the same activities in order to prevent being compared or being different from the group. So comparison's even bigger. And if you've set up a child to feel like they already don't live up or aren't good enough, when they get to this stage, they really struggle because their self-worth, their insecurities are so heightened. So it's really important to remind kids that, yeah, it's great to be a part of a social group and to have friends, but you're still an individual. You guys can like the same things, but you're still an individual. And I felt that as a teenager. I felt definitely like we all, you know, wanted to be alike and it was so important to be liked by a group. But I will have to say, I think I had good self-confidence, my sister and I, that even though we were part of a group, we definitely knew who we were. So obviously, like I said, my parents were great parents because we felt strong enough in who we were to be part of a group, but still hold our own and speak up if, if needed. Because when the fear of comparison or being outside of the inner circle is strong enough, teenagers won't stick up 
for their core values. They compare themselves to what these others are doing or having or the way they're being idolized or the popularity they're gaining from their actions or their behaviors and they follow it even if it goes against what they truly feel. And that's terrifying, right? Because I know how I was as a teenager, y'all. Yeah, I'm scared about my girls being teenagers because we know that shit's going to happen. So the question is, how do we set up them to feel confident enough and not care enough about being compared to their peers in order to stand up for their values and, and what's right versus wrong? It's definitely a very fine line of allowing a teenager to be part of a group because that's just the part of them maturing and feeling like they belong and identifying with who they want to be or how they want to grow up, but then also instilling in them that if they're told they aren't good enough or they should be wearing this or doing this to be part of the group, that comparison and feeling undervalued or feeling like they're constantly trying to live to this group's expectations where they draw the line. That's the difficult part and the part that I was just talking about that being convinced or maybe even just kind of told to go along with the group because of the fear of comparison and wanting to fit in. And that my parents, I think, did a very good job with because as we were younger kids, when things would come up or we may have told them, you know, we were made fun of, which by the way, everybody gets made fun of in grade school. And it's for the stupid shit. Kids just pick things because of their own insecurities or honestly, because they don't know any better. And I've touched on this before. I got made fun of because of my voice or maybe I wasn't wearing the coolest shirt that day. Who knows? But it's a part of childhood. Instead of my parents making it a big deal, they just kind of focused more on who we were as people and was real with us. Like, listen, kids are going to say these things. Kids are going to point out that you don't have the same shoes. That's the world. And I think when you, as a parent, instill in them the values of who they are as people and humans and and yes, that they may be different because guess what? We all are. Then it starts there. So you're preparing them for when they're teenagers and that shit gets harder, right? I don't know about you all, but girls in high school, they're mean. Yes. And so I constantly think to myself, I have two girls. I'm going to prepare them now. And I do, you guys. I say to them all the time. Yeah, somebody said that. Your feelings were hurt. I'm sorry that you feel that way. But you're amazing. And let me tell you, it only gets worse. You have got to learn to not let other people affect you. You've got to learn that you are who you are and you're going to rock it. And it's it's easier said than done. Your feelings are going to be hurt. My feelings are hurt. Even as an adult, I tell them that. But you're going to have to learn to keep your chin up and move on. 
because that's life. I don't like, oh my gosh, like, oh, who was it? Get all involved in their drama because that's not preparing them for the real world. And I think that's what my parents did really well for Jamie and I. And that's why even though we are part of a really close group, if there was something, the fear of being kicked out of the group, it didn't outweigh us knowing who we were and what we stood for and loving ourselves. So yeah, teenage years is a huge one. And then obviously through college and as an adult, you continue to compare yourself or benchmark yourself as you go into a career and trying to get that job or your body image and the way you look is a huge one, which I'm going to do a whole episode on that one because I think it's a very important topic. And then being a mom. This is exactly why I do what I do. It's because that comparison is what keeps mom guilt alive. We compare our homes. We compare our friends. We compare our social status. And all of these things that we do, all this comparison leads to negative self-talk, which leads to self-limiting behaviors and not feeling good enough. And that's just a long-ass explanation for the word insecurity. So we become insecure because we've made up in our minds that we don't amount to what our neighbor is doing or our best friend's doing or a person on social media. Social media is the devil for comparison because you guys, I know you all know this, but social media only shows the highlight reels, right? Talk about a mental trap. And I'll I'll explain later when I tell you how to get away from comparison about social media. But if you find yourself scrolling down and you're comparing yourself to people, Remember, that's all just the bright side of their lives. They're not showing you the shit they don't want you to see, okay? All right, moving on. So if you're constantly striving for what someone else has, you will never be happy in your own life. Think about that. When you are using comparison to literally base your life decisions on, you are making choices for your life based on what someone else has or what you think you should have based off their lives, you're never going to be happy. And then here's the crazy thing. Sometimes you compare yourself to others. You think you want that thing. You get there and you feel like shit because it didn't fulfill anything for you because it's not about you. It's just about this comparison. It can really, really get you into this vicious cycle of thinking you need to do these certain things and then wondering why you're not happy. Comparison is a battle that's never won. Whoever you're comparing yourself to, it's not fair. You're not starting at the same point because you don't live the same life. You're not starting with the same background or tools as the other person. It's impossible to point is this, you really have to check yourself and make sure that your unhappiness or you're feeling stuck or you're feeling in a rut isn't because of comparison. So how do you stop comparison? The bad kind. Again, and before we jump into what I usually tell clients to do, there is good comparison. I just want to remind people of that and like a benchmark where you should be, how you should work towards getting to the next level in your career or the next level in athletics or for your grades. That is different because that is looking at it through inspiration. You can have a role model or somebody that you compare yourself to because you're inspired by them. You're not telling yourself you're not worthy of the thing that you want. You're telling yourself, wow, I want to be like this person or I admire this person. So I'm going to use the same tools or mimic the same things that they do in their life to 
better mine, not be them, but better yourself from them. And that kind of segues into what I tell my clients to do in order to stop the bad kind of comparison. First things first, and this might be drastic to some of y'all, but I mean this. If you are a person who gets on social media and you're like, damn, I hate my life. I'm just going to go lay in my closet like Jess. Stop looking at social media for a while. Take a break. I feel like I always had a really good relationship with social media or I never really took anything to heart or allowed it to affect my life. So I thought. I will say this. I found a time in my life, I don't know, maybe a few years ago, where it did. It started getting me to a point where I was like, I can't take it anymore. It was just depressing to me. Maybe it was because at that time I wasn't where I am today, where I'm like, you know, living this life that I'm going for and I've created and I've stopped using this guilt to make me think I need to be a certain way. I don't know, but I'm telling you, taking a break changed everything. So if that is what you need, take a break from social media. Truly, it just gives you a second to stop that negative self-talk. All right, some other things that I coach on um, to stop the comparison is start a gratitude journal. It's so powerful. Negative self-talk and and comparison can't happen when you're writing down all the things you're grateful for. Just kind of a, a nice little reminder how blessed you are in all the things that you have in your life. So you don't have time to compare because you don't need to. You have all these things to be so thankful for. And it doesn't take long. A couple of minutes, write down what you're grateful for. Also, at the same time, write out your achievements. It brings your awareness to what you have accomplished in your life and what a badass you are. Instead of getting caught in that comparison game, focus on your amazing achievements. And then knowing your unique value. I think the thing is this. When I say knowing your unique value is you have to understand that comparison is always going to happen. Always. It's like I said at the beginning, it's literally being human. So learn that that's okay but not to allow it to negatively impact your life and learn your unique value of what you bring to the table that nobody else can bring. That's the key, guys. Everybody in the world brings their own unique value. Nobody can take that. And when you're comparing yourself, like I said before, it's a battle not won because you don't have that unique trait the next person has. And so my next coaching advice is one of my favorites, and that's using comparison to better myself. You can use this for your child too. I think this is so important to remind your children that no matter what others say to you, or if your child is told something negative, what I've done with my children is remind them that you can be better than that person. And you're not going to allow words to bring you down. Instead, you're going to show them kindness and you're going to show them respect and you aren't going to go to their level. It's this idea of as a parent, it's very hard to not get emotionally drawn in to your child's feelings because you want to protect them. You don't want them to feel sad or hurt or any of those things. But I remind so many mothers and parents, when you do that, you're actually hindering them. Because it's real. It's the real world, you guys. Unfortunately, you have to teach them. They can't react to everything that's said to them because it's not going to do anything. It is still going to happen regardless of what, how they react to that situation. They're still going to have mean things said to them. They're still going to be compared. still going to be told they're not enough or made fun of. It's how they respond. So turning it into making yourself a better human is the best way, I think, to take it and use it as good. 
So using this idea of how you respond to a situation, this is my next piece of advice is from the adult perspective, what I mean by using this for self-improvement is using it to better myself. So looking at why I'm comparing myself to somebody, why I'm feeling less than that person and being inspired by it. So using it to grow as a human through inspiration, turning it around, not using it as negative self-talk, but wanting to be inspired and using it as admiration and wow, okay, what am I feeling that I'm missing from that person that I'm comparing myself to and how can I become more like that? not really focusing on what others are doing. And that takes that comparison away. The last thing is what I kind of just said is asking myself, okay, why am I comparing myself? Or this idea of reflection, going deeper and looking at my triggers. This is a very important last step. Reflecting on why certain things trigger you to feel insecure and then cause the comparison and the negative self-talk. So again, coming back from childhood, was there something that was said to you? Was there something that was done to you that started this subconscious habit of comparison? And now you something triggers it. And once you identify the triggers, then you have to ask yourself, does the other person's achievements or whatever you're comparing actually affect who you are, your story? And once you realize the disconnect between the two, that it absolutely can't affect you and there's no reason to compare yourself, you start to realize how useless comparison is. Because you guys, we all get triggered for a reason. An example of this for me, like I do not like to go out to my kid's bus stop, which is by the way, like directly next door to my house. So I can just see out the window, but my husband always goes out. And I'm usually not even appropriately dressed because I'm usually still in my pajamas because I work late. But anyway, I will see everybody talking and chatting and I will feel, oh my gosh, I'm not a good enough mom. I'm a horrible person because I'm not out there chatting. I'm comparing myself because I think subconsciously that trigger of you're the thunderstorm, you make mornings difficult is playing in my head and I'm immediately comparing myself to the other moms who are standing out there all jolly in the morning. But then I stop myself and say, so what? It's not you. You'll greet them when they get off the school bus and be the jolly one. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So that's something like minor, but that's what I'm talking about. It's the comparison. Or maybe you were a kid who your mom was really hard on you about your weight. You know, make comments. Maybe she didn't mean it in a bad way, but she made comments to you like, maybe she did a little less. Do you want to get more exercise? And you started comparing yourself to other girls your age and thinking, I should be eating less. Look, they're not eating that much or I should be more active. And now you're an adult who constantly looks at the size of everybody. So identify what triggers you and then put it into real life examples and understand that it actually doesn't impact you. So for me, the person standing at the bus stop, the other mom or woman, yeah, great, you're jolly. You don't have my background. You may be a morning person. I'm not. The other person who's super fit, great, that might be their jam, but it's not yours. You may care about fitness, but it's not your jam. It doesn't need to be your focus and you don't need to look like that other woman or care about health and fitness like the other woman. You can have your own fitness journey. Do you see what I'm saying? You, you can't compare yourself when you guys aren't on the same playing field. Anyways, moral of the story is this. Power comes through awareness. I say this all the time. Understanding where you compare yourself to others is so impactful because you can make it stop. 
by stopping the negative self-talk to yourself. But you can also make it stop for your children by just being aware. You guys, like I said, sometimes I really mess it up and I still say things that I'm like, damn it, I just said that. Ah, I, you know, my kids are gonna be ruined forever. But no, because I just don't do it the next time. You can get better at it. If you can stop it for your children or your, your kiddos now, you're saving them this subconscious defeat when they're older. Again, just to bring awareness, not to make you feel bad. It's just to bring up the conversation. So I hope you guys like this episode. I hope there's something you can pull away from this and kind of get you to start examining your own life and see if there's anywhere that you feel like, wow, I do that a lot. I'm going to really focus on changing that. Then that would make me feel like this was all worth it because I really want you guys to be able to take something away from each episode and apply it to your own life. If you like this, let me know. Give me a shout out on social media and subscribe to the podcast. It allows my podcast to grow and then other people get to listen to it. So I love your faces so much and I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your day. Chat soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Mom Guilt is BS with Jess podcast. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review. It only takes a few minutes and it helps other badass queens like yourself find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can find me on Instagram at Jess Capacia. Or if you want to learn more about my coaching programs, head over to www.momguiltisbs.com. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope this episode helped further straighten that crown, queen.